commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the right center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news service providing in-depth coverage of the latest stories from all sectors of the galaxy. Welcome to another special presentation of Andor Candor. This week, the news team reviews episode 11, Daughter of Ferrex. We now go live to the CWN newsroom to join your host, Ben and Grant, for a discussion of another phenomenal episode of Andor. Thank you very much, Grex Kondak. Welcome to another week of Core World News. Grant, how's it going, man? Oh, I mean, uh, who could be happier? I, another episode of Andor. I'm yeah. on the, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm on Coruscant. I'm on Sagro Minor. Minor. I'm on, <laughs> I'm, I'm just riding high. I'm on Nyamos. I'm on, I'm surfing on Nyamos. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm loving the show. Absolutely, man. It was so fun. I watched this one twice, got two viewings in on it. It just, I can't wait to watch this whole thing in its entirety, but uh, that's for a conversation for another day. Um, we've, we've got no Adam today. Where is Adam? What what Adam's, happened? I heard, you know, Adam did send a, a transmission. I think he's in the, in the yeah. caves with, with Saw. Uh, oh. <laughs> not great comm service over there, but uh, he did get us a transmission. We'll listen to that later. And um, yeah, we're going to miss him this week, but next week um, I, we're going to be back for the finale. So you'll have all three of us for the finale. But uh, this week we're down one host in Adam. But yeah, what's I great is Adam did watch the episode and record his thoughts. And he's going to and we're going to put that in the episode and we'll we'll even listen to it live on air here. And uh, yeah, we'll see what Adam thought. Yeah, sounds good, man. I hope that transmission didn't get intercepted by the wrong people on the way over to our uh, secret uh, satellite moon here. But uh yeah. Um, do you want to get right into the drop and let's let's, uh, let's, let's cover what's going on? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Um, this episode, obviously, uh, directed by Benjamin Carone and uh, written by Tony Gilroy. Uh, and Disney's uh, summary is a fugitive once more. Cassian must make his move before it's too late. Um, and then now for our long form Morlana drop in which we uh, summarize the episode um, succinctly, but also try to give you the full episode in its entirety, all the action, everything that's going on. Cause though the show is about Andor, this is an ensemble piece and there are so many character arcs uh, interweaving yeah. throughout this narrative. So uh, let's jump into the Morlana drop. The Morlana drop. Morlana drop. Morlana drop. Having escaped last episode, Andor and Melshi struggle and cling to the side of a cliff and evade Imperial patrol. They later spot a quad jumper and two Caridian fishermen in the canyon basin. Cassian and Melshi run for the ship in hopes to steal it and make it off-world, but they're quickly ensnared in the fisherman's net. Luckily, Dewey and Freebie hate the Scoppin' Empire, release them, and give them a lift to Nyamos. After reaching Nyamos, Cassian retrieves his stash box from his old beachside abode. On Ferrex, a grieving B2Emo is resistant to leave Marva's home after her passing. Rosso tries to console B2 while the daughters of Ferrex remove her body to begin the funerary process of making her a brick to be set in a wall on the, in the city. Across the street, we see both Cinta and an undercover Imperial spy observing the tragic affair. Later at the Imperial HQ on Ferrex, Dedra calls in to inform the captain to approve a permit for the funeral and that they'll be watching carefully for any signs of Andor. We also see a devastatingly maltreated Bix question further about the buyer she introduced to Cassian. This time, the Imperials display a hologram of Anton Krieger and ask if this is her contact. On Coruscant, Bell visits Luthen's shop and tells Clea about the passing of Andor's mother. 
Vel then visits a distraught Mon Mothma, who watches her daughter Leda practice a traditional Chandrilan chant with her friends. Mon tells Vel about her money problems, her reliance on Tay, and a possible solution to protect Luthen's operation. Across the city at the Karn residence, Cyril awakens to a call from Sergeant Mosk. Mosk informs Cyril about the death of Andor's mother and that he may show up at, for the funeral. Cyril steals credits from his mother's safe, and we can assume books transport to Ferrix. On Sagro Milo, Luthen returns to warn Saw Gerrera that the Empire has learned about Krieger's raid on Spellhouse and will likely have countermeasures in place. And now paranoid Saw accuses Luthen of either being ISB or having informants within the Bureau. He further accuses Luthen of having spies everywhere, possibly in his own partisan militia. Luthen convinces Saw they need to give up Krieger and 30 men so the ISB doesn't suspect a leak. And they'll have a clear field of play for their next move. While departing Sagro Milo, Luthen gets stopped by an Imperial Arrestor cruiser. Luthen cleverly uses the custom add-ons of his modified hullcraft to disable the cru cruiser's tractor beam, destroy the fighters, and jump the lightspeed in one exhilarating and ultimately glorious action sequence. Back on Nyamos, Cassian contacts his friend Zahn on Ferrix. Zahn informs Cassian that Marva has passed. An emotionally shattered Cassian ends the call and gives a blaster to Melshi before they part ways. All right, man. That was the episode. Whew. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a tol totally different story when you go planet to planet. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a million cuts. I, I have like notes from like every scene and it's it's there's like 21 scenes or something. And it was a short episode, too. It's crazy. Yeah. In this one, we try to separate it by planet. I think <laughs> some people do character arc. Uh, we've been going chronological. That's how we've been reporting. Yeah. Episodes. But uh, this time we're going by planet because I think if you really look at the episode, it's just everyone learning about Marva's death yeah and just how you know how everyone's going to operate and hinge off that moment it seems to be like the the main focus of the episode in a lot of ways yeah so it's, it's a lot of setup for the the finale right a lot of chess pieces moving into position mm -hmm. for the finale but so enjoyable and like really interesting stories um as they move i, I find like these episodes would are like my favorite in this <laughs> in this series it's like these like like tweener episodes or the middle of the arc or whatever um because it's just so interesting they develop it's so fun to watch like the characters develop and um do fun um, things, so. but just jumping back to the like i'm just loving the opening and sort of endings yeah. of these episodes and just how much emotion is built into those beats basically because uh like yeah. i loved cassian and, and melchie's sort of hanging onto that cliff like starting from the beginning hanging onto that cliff the uh yeah the, the patrol tie sort of flies overhead yeah oh that's a what is that that's a, i feel like that's a transport oh, or something of course yeah. you're gonna ask me and no I we don't need to go into up. that we don't need to go into that but um, it's um they they have similar models at um on um scarif yeah yeah we've yeah. seen that ship yeah. in rogue one yeah but it's like an it in atmo patrol ship yeah um, um love you know, them holding onto the cliff just love yeah. that emotion there they were just battered and bruised and bloodied from you know having uh escaped the prison and traveling traveling across narkina uh that yeah, just that really gave it like I love that opening. yeah i carried over the emotion from the um from the previous episode you're like just in case you forget these guys are still like you know running for their lives hey <laughs> do you think we should um let uh adam speak we'll do our yeah, his let's, recording let's now adam's thoughts and then we'll dive yeah we can build off that since he's yeah. not here to uh, to speak for himself. So um, this is the transmission from Adam. I hope he's safe. Um, we have not listened to this yet, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, this will be first time reactions. 
Hello, all. Sorry I couldn't uh, join in the fun and conversation this evening, uh, but I figured I'd send in a tight beam recording of my reactions to uh, this current episode of Andor. I'm recording this on uh, Life Day Eve, so happy Life Day to all of those who celebrate. Nice. Um, I'm sure Ben and Grant have talked quite a bit about this episode, so so I don't want to spend too much time. There's a lot I could talk about. I could talk about the fact that this is you know your classic penultimate episode of the season. It's it's all about moving the pieces on the board to getting them into <laughs> position to you know get into conflict. Um, but in the classic Andor style that we've grown to love, um, doing it uh, eloquently uh, and with a lot of great character moments, uh, I could talk about how much I am, uh, you know, depressed about Bix uh, and the, the the turmoil she's going through. Uh, that was quite depressing. Um, I could talk a bit about um, the fact that you know, I'm I was I was uh, right about. Mon Mothma and her selling her soul, um, or wow. at least starting to go down that path. We'll see if she actually gets there. <laughs> oh, a lot right about that, that happened this episode. Yeah. Uh, classic Saw being paranoid, which leads to Luthen uh, actually referring to two tubes by two tubes, which was my favorite thing <laughs> kind of ever. Just call them uh, there's tubes. so much here. But, yeah, but, and the fact that I yeah. think, you know, Cyril uh, Karn is, is, is really going to um, be kind of the proverbial fly in the ointment. In the next episode, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up leading to this. He did call that, this whole yeah. thing being bungled in a, in a good old fashioned uh, shootout or something happening. But again, this episode, this show always, you know, uh, defies expectations. So I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, I can talk about the fact that I was a little surprised that Marva died off screen. Um, not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it was kind of nice to spare me from that anguish because the show has been really, really dark for the last few episodes. But you know, I, I really thought she would go out in a different way, but I think it makes the most sense for the character. Yeah. So I can talk about all these things. Um, you know, and I don't want to keep us here all night, but but I, I just there's there's one thing, there's just really one thing that stands out from this entire episode, and something that I think I think we all, you know, probably noticed, but but maybe didn't really you know give it its proper thought and depth, and you know something that I think. He's going to really, us right now. really need to spend a lot of time dissecting. Um, and that's the fact that apparently starships now can shoot lightsabers. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Let me know what you think about that. It's uh, Skykyber. It's Skykyber. I knew that was going to grind out his ears. My Skykyber thermal oscillators. <laughs> yeah dude the lightsabers were sick tell me you didn't like you weren't the space, yeah that. the ship sabers that was awesome just yeah. that move i mean luthan just showing up as and also the droid and just all the mods on the ship like the that the countermeasures the flechette like battery yeah. countermeasures to just destroy the uh tractor beam array like that that moment yeah Whew. That was some of the greatest Star Wars I've ever seen. Yeah, that was the third time there was someone that was like, whoa, when they saw that <laughs> ship, like, what is that ship? You know, we saw it earlier with like when he like jumped to hyperspace without even like programming anything in or something. And uh, and Cassian was like, I've never seen a hauler do that before. That ship has got a lot of tricks up its sleeve. Uh, and it's uh, it's a fun. It's already a fan favorite, I think. Yeah. So yeah, the new lightsabers, uh, you know, to 
data Adam's curiosity. It's uh, I'm excited about what that means for the future of Star Wars and sort of like, you know, small scale lightsaber laser, uh, you know, constant laser sort of weaponry, like what that means. Like, could yeah. you shoot out like nets of lasers at people? Like what what does that mean at this point? Like, what else can we do yeah. now? You know? And so that was very cool. Um, yeah, it does just, feel it, like like one up. It's like it's sort of like it's like, all right, there's like lightsabers. There's cool. And now there's double bladed lightsabers. And then there's cross, you know, cross bladed lightsabers. And now there's ships with lightsabers. And I mean, they they were laser weapons. It wasn't really lightsabers. But it kind so of is that is that the Thai Reaper attack lander we see at the beginning? Is that what that is? Yes. Yes. That's okay. We got Ty it. Reaper. That's we what got it's it. called. I had to look that up. I, I wasn't going to let this pod continue. I wasn't going to let the, the time. <laughs> I'm glad someone cares, off. Grant. Um, yeah. We got it. We got it in. Um, all right. So, but also to Adam's massive prediction that Cyril is going to get involved on Ferrix and sort of Cyril will possibly gun down Luthen, maybe solve the, the, the entire sort of like imperial operation and possibly take credit for it. What that can mean with Dedra you know what how dedra maybe could take him under her employ you know i don't know and he could be wielded like that or if he's going to be you know just on his own vigilante mission which is kind of adam's prediction what we've been talking about quite a bit i kind of want to see it go the other way where he just bungles into this position and gets himself killed um in some like poetic way but um but no, now that you say that, I'm like, OK, because then you'd have all the scenes like where he's a super creep and yet um, Dedra needs to be around him a lot. And I would kind of hate that, but I'm sure they would do it in a really fun way. Yeah, it's interesting that do you think we can lose at uh, Luthen in this first season here? I hope we don't. I mean, it, he's legend, but I feel like they've nonetheless, we have story. to get Mon Mothma out of the embassy and we, yeah. we need more going on with that character and almost like. Luthen is sort of on the ground for the rebellion. I, I think we need to see more Mon Mothma on the ground, or at least traveling for the rebellion. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't think we're going to see her travel until next season because math. I think in Rebels she like defects in like three BBY. That's true. She's like BBY. still in the Senate. Yeah, she's still yeah. Working. Yeah. Like, but when she actually comes out in full full throated voice uh, as a a rebel. <laughs> Yeah. then um yeah. you know and in from hiding like at on yavin i think we're gonna see yavin next year too but like that's what happens but it happens later yeah I do we also the... see maybe how saw gets wounded and sort of why he has the respirator <laughs> are we gonna see something like that happen dude or i mean we're already getting into predictions we haven't even done the show but... yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot let's let's go through chronologically because yeah. I, w- w- anything else adam brought up that sort of uh inspired you or anything oh, you want to talk about there are so many things. I mean, yeah. everything. He he sort of like he brought up a lot of great points in there. I mean, Bix, you know, yeah, that was Bix, a yeah, that was a bummer of a scene. It really sad made you fall for Bix. I mean, this is yeah. tough. I really hope she fights back and gets her time as a rebel after this. She's got yeah. something to fight for. She must hate these people. So, so she gets tortured, right? And I mean, yeah. obviously, she's already like destroyed oh, she looks so. like a shell of who she once was like it just yeah. looks oh yeah. yo so cassian's crazy. gonna see that and he's gonna go oh, yeah he's gonna go crazy yeah 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 um the whole town well i mean i hope brasso sees her and it's just like what is going on this has to end yeah, yeah. too yeah i think i mean again you want to get i mean i think there's gonna be a, a massive battle on ferrix and i think cassian yeah. will be part of it it'll be like liberation of ferrix uh yeah. 
I can't wait to talk about the Brasso scenes because yeah, I, I, he gets the gold star for the episode. Yeah, he did all the work and he is just showed the humanity and yeah, and if, just the way he treats to that, me though, too. Oh, so I, I so. wanted to ask you about uh that scene, Bix, before we yeah, yeah. Bix. because so they show her Anton Krieger, and yes. they're like, "Is this the guy you met with?" Yes. Do you think there's enough of her soul left to be like, yes? Or... I think it would be smart to say yes, because then yeah. when he gets taken out, the rebels have, a they think they again, want. a clear field to make their next play. Like, that is how they play the game, basically, is let the ISB get a win. And it was a small win. And then they take, you know, tenfold. That's just how right. you do it. That's how you wage a rebellion. Yeah. I mean, it's a great thing plan it's an optic it, win for them like it yeah. it look it's it looks like a win but again you're playing chess and you, you're t they're taking your rook you're taking their queen it's right but time. so my guess on this is that that's not what happens though because this is star wars and there are heroes and i think saw is going to go in there and try and bust and save krieger like so i try to have it both ways and just fight, knowing the, the Empire is going to come there, maybe try and set a trap for the Empire and fight it out with them. Um, I think, and try and save. Don't Kree. you think all the rebels are going to hit Ferrix and it's going to be a complete W and Cassian's going to get out of there with Bix or something? Like, I don't know. No, I mean, I, because I, the rebel story, I think, is really Saw and, and Cregan. Uh, what? All right. So, well, what was the subtext of the scene with Luthen and Clea when they're talking about the. The sort of um, product or the, the the artifact that they're going to collect, and it's I, it's really just about what I think is about is Saw and like yeah. Cassian also being out there, and yeah, and Cassian too, and then yeah. wanting to investigate that piece and see if he can acquire it, you know, or like it was something yeah. like that. And she was like, "We should let it go," and he's like, "It's yeah. some pieces are too valuable." To yeah, so to me, that was Cassian. It was the piece. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. What is that about? What it's it's interesting that. Luthen is so sort of focused on Cassian and has this belief in Cassian. It's super interesting to me. It's almost like yeah. he knows he's going to be uh, integral to this, the, the death, sealing the Death Star plans and sort of this, the the larger rebellion. You know, it's like, it's it's yeah. interesting. It's almost like as if Luthen was friends with Guardians of the Will or, or like Jedi or something. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it's like force. Like, are, are you not saying he collects, that? Obviously he collects <laughs> artifacts and antiques and things that are vestiges of, you know, force, you know, worshiping sort of, I don't know, people, cultures. Yeah. So I, I love that thought. Take it to the, to the next level. I mean, I, he said it himself. He's collecting heroes, right? So yeah, yeah. He already said he's collecting heroes. And I mean, Cassian has shown that he can, any mission that he's on, he seems to have the tact and the wherewithal to get them through sort of whatever technological obstacle, like whatever, whatever yeah. it be. Yeah. Highlighting ob obstacle yeah. strategy, <laughs> like military yeah. strategy. He just like knows this stuff and I, I'm getting the feeling like he hasn't put it all together yet. And then like leadership, right? Which he was forced into. Um, he's but to me, that says Luthen's probably going to be on Ferrix. I mean, we're, we're having this conversation about what's going to go down to Ferrix in the finale. Cause I think that is the most tantalizing conversation right now It's the finale's next week. Yeah. It seems like Ferrix is going to be this, the, the massive sort of plot point for all the characters again. Yeah. Which is a fun sort of echo of what happened. It's almost like, Berlin and the Good Shepherd or something. It's this like location that just keeps getting used, you know, that mm -hmm. the spies keep meeting there, you know, what espionage yeah. is occurring there. It's pretty cool. Um, looks like that's going to happen again. Yeah. Just with all the, how, how all the pieces are being set up. And uh, I got to think Luthen might check it out. Might be like, no, we got to get, got to get Cassian out of there. You yeah. know, like he can't be there. 
Right. But like, is like who decided that Cassie needed to die? Was it Val or was it like by herself and Cinta or was it Luthen the first time? Is that a, a bad question? A lot of people have thought that Luthen would kill Cassian. That first yeah. time he talks about letting him get off the ship and he doesn't have to yeah. take but the mission. Someone sent Val to go kill him, right? Remember? Oh, yeah, Val was Val was sent. Uh, Cinta was sent to watch for Cassian, and if found, I think take him out because he's seen, right? You know, Luthen. Who's? But you think they'll save yeah. him? You think Luthen will save him this time around? I don't know. There's so many fun directions you could take the story, so I don't even want to pontificate on that. I just want yeah. to. I feel like because there's fun avenues where it's like maybe yeah. Cyril doesn't take him out, but maybe Cassian takes him out by mistake or something. I've seen like crazy spy yeah. stories where it's like, like you said, something gets bungled and it's just like who's who and you don't know what's going on. And like there's a crowd or there's an explosion or whatever. But um, I do think the brick that they make that they that you think is Marva is actually going to be like laced with explosive or something. Like that. <laughs> I, so that's what I do think is going to happen. I do think there's going to be a massive rebellion that hinges kind of like. That off that moment that's that's a big prediction i have that's a good Ferris. call man that's a good call i was just thinking about like i thought it was like just, the brick so... conveniently has to go into the imperial hq like this is where the <laughs> slot we have to slot the brick right here is that cool and they're all like the imperial's like yeah it's it's perfectly fine yeah whatever peon and then it's like <laughs> boom have some <laughs> yeah, yeah marva says hi that's a, just the prediction i have um yeah do you want to go back chronologically and, and dig in yeah, well, I'm kind of like in shooting around here. Yeah, right? shoot around. Yeah, go around. Um, yeah, I I think that scene is going to be nuts when uh, when he comes back and and sees all of that stuff. Um, of course, I've now lost. Of now, all I can think about is Marva. And um, oh, that was oh, it. It was just like she's you know, it, the, it's a choice to like have her die off screen and then and also have like the hero like cassian was doing all the things that would have made his mother proud but he didn't tell her about it and then he was just like when he calls her up he's like tell her i'll make her proud and like he was like so excited that he's like i'm a rebel now and then uh but she's already dead and it's like that is a crazy choice it's like so sad um that they had her just like sort of die before he could get any resolution with her it was uh it was wild i know so that means we think, almost like, wish they could have had like one night drinking Revnog and talking about Aldani. And she's like, you did that. That's amazing. Like, yeah. Right. Good. <laughs> you know, right. How stoked yeah, yeah. would she have been if she stoked knew if she found that out? Yeah. yeah. Stoked. Yeah. But he she, couldn't he, tell she's her actually because... just rebel, you know, mom. So she yeah, it's just she's one person who actually would understand Cassian in that action. So, oh, man, you just sold him like a million dollars in sweatshirts that say rebel mom. Um, yeah yeah i can see that being a thing and that's fantastic who cares <laughs> that's great i love it um uh, hopefully there's b2 emo shirts coming out too oh man dude so Rebel mamas was great b2 like breaks my heart like all the time like it and, like b2 emo is supposed to be the droid not me like when i watch that droid it's like somewhere between a puppy and a child and like a favorite grandparent or something like he just wants like attention and he's so simple and so sweet. And like, everyone's like, not now B2. Like I got to do real stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but like, go like first person through B2, like, which was like, I'm, a, I'm glad you're here. Or whenever he comes back, when yeah. Bronson, like, comes back, oh, yeah. broke my heart. I was like weeping in the B2 scenes. I was like, yeah. cause uh, when the T starts shaking and you see his yeah. eye, that's sort of extreme closes that are very oh. experimental and sort of like really cool. Like, honestly, you really just cool. kind of don't see those kind of shots with droids and Star Wars when when they kind of 
best sort of shots because it's uh, it's interesting to look at their parts. Yeah. And um, yeah, that tea shaking, uh, that was so cool. And then you, it's his anxiety, it's his emotions. He's in yeah. touch with his emotions. Yeah. He's um, he's uh, an old droid. Like I just yeah. wonder if like over time they get weirder or this is just like an emotional droid or something. Yeah, he's he's B two emotional. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about him. I feel like he's just he's us. He's he's this humanity to him where he just wants to uh, find connection and sort of uh, build a long term relationship and become friends and, and all this kind of sort yeah. of stuff. And he seems like Brasso is filling the void that Marvel left, <laughs> which is like, honestly, like some of the best stories storytelling I've seen in a while. Like, I would love to just follow Brasso and B2 after this. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm also worried about Brasso because it seems he seems to be the the sort of like targeted person. Yeah, they have their eye on the him. next target, I think, uh, in the city. So um, that's that's kind of scary. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. He's a great character. Brasso is a great character. Yeah. Every scene he's in is like compelling. And um, yeah, yeah, he's a good character. We'll we'll see those two in action, I'm sure um what's uh what's up oh let's let's talk about aliens man we actually got oh, a lot of aliens dude. in this one yeah first of all what did you think when you saw the quad jumper in the beginning like i thought about uh our <laughs> plot uh plots um you know shipyard in force awakens yeah me too because they have a quad yeah. jumper there so too cool yeah. i was i well it's fun to recognize the ship and yeah. so cool those aliens yeah the caridians that we saw uh so dewey and freedy Oh, Narkinians. I don't think they're Narkinians. I think they're different. Maybe they are Narkinians. That's what it said in the in my subtitles today. I'm not. Oh, okay, before. they're Narkinians. They're Narkinians because okay. it is Narkina Five, and they're they're actually considered. Okay, they are Narkinians. I someone someone had written, I guess, in Wikipedia or IMDb. Maybe Wikipedia is different. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's probably wrong. I think it's. I always go with subtitles. So Narkinians, those those oh, the design it was almost like Fifth Element. It, yeah. Just how they spoke and just how you know, large they were and how they were just lumbering around. It was, yeah, they're like extra long arms and like doing things <laughs> and crazy facial features. And it was, it was like perfect Star Wars, man. It was like a little rubber suity, but like their movements were enough to make it. I was like, this is so great. And yeah. Like, they kill the water. <laughs> like, they're trying to yeah. kill you. They'll kill the, the squigglies. Ah, so good. So good. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a scene. It felt like Labyrinth. Second. It felt like a classic, <laughs> almost Jim Henson. And like uh, yeah. there's Lord of the Rings sort of vibe as well. It was just awesome. Like I uh, so, such a such a cool sort of alien moment. And the whole the little mine that shot the webs like that was yeah uh, the nets. That was cool. <laughs> they like they just watch them like sprint past yeah. <laughs> and like watch them get caught and then chuckle. Yeah, that's like that was hilarious. Those guys are great. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, I didn't. I don't know where he caught Huey. I caught yeah, Freedy. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, don't, isn't that right, Freedy? And um, yeah. yeah, they're fun. That that's cool. They're they're a fun yeah, duo. So and of course, the they actually we saw. Yeah, and of course, they help the guys instead of hurt them. Know, you know, that was so great. Glad that worked. That was that totally subverted expectations because I was like, oh no, like they're trapped in nets. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. Um, and they actually they take them to Niamos, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stoked to be back on Niamos. Yeah, that was cool. He was like, oh, I was like, you better go get that, you know, that stash box because yo, how you lucky had every you had your life in there, my guy. 
and then yeah, two gets... blasters and two hundred and fifty thousand credits or whatever, two hundred thousand. That's credits. our second. I think that's our second alien moment, right? I don't know if the yeah. the saw stuff is now or later, but um, yeah, that was yeah, that's the new one. alien we saw. Or... I've seen that species before. I just don't know. I, I forget the name. Oh, uh, I do. Very too. cool. Yeah. Uh, sort of like squid-faced, like an aqualish. Um, yeah. Cool design. Uh, but it sleep. It sleeps. Heavy sleeper. Heavy deep Heavy sleeper. Sleeper. Yeah. yeah. Sleeper. Um, yeah. How lucky was he that his stash box is there, man? I didn't. I know. And I was like, that was pretty, there. That was like in, in clear sight, like a uh, plain view of like the entire yeah. the room there. I was like, how did no one see this? <laughs> Um, oh, and then I don't know the status awesome. of that that house is like was he renting that? Did he live like was that? Did he buy that outright with his credits? I, like I think it was just like a cabin. It was like me you too. Know, it was like, like a, a little, B&B like, on Nyamos. Like or it's like one of those places that have little huts. It's like little suites, you know. It's like one of those yeah, like, it was little like a bungalow or something. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, a little bungalow or something. It's it probably next to eight other bungalows. Um. Yeah. So I love to Nyamos. I love that planet. I yeah. you know if we ever do it when. We do our sort of Star Wars RPG that we'll stream. Yeah, to do have Nyamos just mandatory <laughs> in the campaign. Yeah. Just like one of my favorite planets at this point. That and that yeah. is a beach in England, right? I believe. Like that's. Oh, I don't know the real that location. That's very right? cold. That must be a cold sort of beach. Like <laughs> cold water. Cold. It looks awesome it's though. Air. It looks. Very it looks beautiful though. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I wonder if the sky's painted in the last shot. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but it's it, yeah, that yeah. shot is unreal. That shot was wild. Um, and just the emotion captured in that frame as well. And then I think our um, the other major alien species moment is the Saw scenes, obviously. And Saw always runs deep with like a nice, diverse crew and you get super gorgeous designs. And it's just another huge episode for Benthic Two Tubes. Like, <laughs> like this is he gets a lot. He gets a couple lines. Yeah, he does. Big. This is big, guys. It's um, huge. This is huge. This is actually a massive. This is probably the biggest thing that's happened on this podcast in a while, which is Benthic got lines uh, and he got <laughs> to like get some screen time and he gets a call out by one of the coolest characters ever, Luthen. Basically, yeah, <laughs> he knows his name up by Luthen. He gets implicated as uh, the inside man among Saw's men in front of Saw and Saw basically is apoplectic and <laughs> Luthen has to like draw arm on Saw. And it's, right. Oh, he got the drop yeah. on Benthic's gun, uh, which I didn't think was going to happen. But, yo. Yeah, I do want to see Benthic in action. Man. I think you do get a couple shots of Benthic in action in Rogue One, I want to say. Maybe deleted A couple. Scene. Maybe yeah, some kind of trailer. Yeah. Moment I saw. You get, you, there's there's some great. When he's in action. It's just like great. a line or two. You know? That entire design is, I think, one of my favorite alien designs I've seen in a while. Obviously, he had a huge arc in the comics. Uh mm-hmm. We reviewed reviewed those a while back, but um, that's why he's a favorite here on this uh, <laughs> yeah. this news channel, I think, because like he was epic in that uh in that right because he's like comic. no he's he survives he must survive um does he survive oh, he, somehow, he survived Scarif somehow I don't know how right really because it was it was after Scarif I think was that comic book arc they're like on the remains so he survives Jedha. he survives the the Jedha. he survives the attack there oh yeah I said Scarif I'm sorry yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah he must survive that moment but anyways because I think yeah. he meets up with Luke later in the comics yeah kind of wild um Adam would know he's a big um, no yeah that's that's for sure I know they do and they that's where they run into the cultists of the central isopter too which is <laughs> 
Ooh, that's a that's a that's a deep pull. That's a Dude. wow. That's a those I, are I hope my we go back and we review those again, or at least talk about that the like greatest arcs because that was a fun time. Yeah, um, it was. A fun time. It was a yeah, wild. so then uh, obviously we we covered B two. I mean B two is. Uh, like he stole this stole the scenes every scene he was in he sort of mm. stole the scene uh he he was so interesting to watch it was the first time i've sort of seen a droid uh i guess yeah care for the humans around them in a way that i've yeah. never seen sort of c3po it's like what r2 it's like as R, if r2 had a voice almost it's yeah really fun to watch yeah really sweet you know you're right man this is like this episode was I'll just back up a second and say Andor, for the most part, has been carving its own path in Star Wars. And really, you know, if you're going to go by our pillars thing, like what makes a Star War, they've been there's been episodes that are only a couple of the pillars that are only doing a couple things. But remember, this is like this is also the sort of spy thriller vernacular. Right. And I mean, I think really we have to look at this show as a whole um, and then it makes more sense because then you get an episode like Eleven. And you you really touch all of the like major Star Wars buttons on this episode. It's like you've got a space battle, um, you've yes. got lightsabers, you've got the you know the force. major droid moments. Yeah. yeah, major droid moments, major creature moments. Um, it it does all the things. Yeah, uh, yeah, and sort of the sense of adventure and ensemble yeah. and. Um, light and dark again this this yeah. show sort of navigates the gray but there's just choices people make choices choices are hard to make and choices have can have terrible outcomes and good outcomes and everyone's playing this game and uh it's it's just wonderful it's like one of the best shows i've seen and uh, it's it's i think it's my favorite star wars thing you know in the, the last you know 10 years so yeah it's outstanding. I don't know. I listen. I think like production value and like story is head and shoulders above everything else. But I have to say, I'm enjoying it just as much as I enjoy everything that comes out. Which yeah, is to say, I do like, enjoy everything. I'm just glee. This, this is a truly special show. Oh, it absolutely is. It's a it's absolutely a game changer. But here we are, eleven episodes in. So I'm just like, oh, all Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, and I think we covered the Ferrix and B2 and Brasso stuff. Like uh, heartbreaking, heartwarming. Touching, incredible. Obviously, Dedra calling in and being like, "Let's let's give them the permit for this funeral." Yeah. Let's uh, and then also we'll watch carefully and have all eyes on you know um, the procession and maybe Cassian will show up. We kind of get all that. Um, but Coruscant, there is so much fun intrigue on Coruscant yeah. in this episode. Oh, good. Oh. And so this is the third scene yeah. that they've got to like resolve. And it's got yeah. with got to be Mon Mothma and her daughter Leda and uh, the the gangster. Well, before that, we have Luthen's shop. We have Vel entering. Oh yes, Luthen's of course. Shop. I was thinking about. Oh, you're right. Yeah, two... that's the first moment I think we get, and um, that scene is incredible. It's also so refreshing to watch a show where like two women get to talk about things that have nothing to do with like medieval politics or like <laughs> just like the darkest stuff. And it, it's nice to have, um, it's nice to have uh, these two awesome characters. I'm fascinated by both characters. I, I'm going to shout out clay at the end of this episode when we do our oh, sort yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, roundup. But, um, as of right now, I mean, like that, that was one of my favorite scenes in the episode. I think a favorite dialogue moment, sort of like favorite yeah. just conversation. I, oh, I love yeah. that moment. 
Uh, Definitely, I think my yeah my quote of the day comes from that scene for sure. Okay, yeah, I think we have the same quote then. Let's just <laughs> we'll just talk about it now. It is the it's Clay's line. It's yep. I don't have lately. I have always. I have a constant blur of plates spinning and knives on the floor and needy panicked faces at the window of which you are you one are... of many. <laughs> uh, you are but one of many. I was like, oh, that line. Oh, murdered destroyed. by words. Yeah. Destroyed. So yeah. Um, Vel like didn't even know how to respond in that moment. If you go back, there's no response like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <just> drop the <laughs> science right now. I don't yeah. like, okay, one second. Cassie and Andor. That's right. That's what I was gonna. That's why I came here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. This is why Clay and Luthen give me such like Jedi vibes sometimes. I'm like, did they just leave the order and are they like running an antique shop and are they master and apprentice? Like what's going on here? They're they're sort of playing mind games with people. They're like one step ahead of everyone. It's wild. It's unreal. Um that line is unreal. Just that whole moment is unreal. Um yeah and then obviously Vel goes to the embassy, which I guess we, you know, that's where you get your Mon Mothma scenes is the embassy. I almost wish she was out and about in Coruscant more often, but she does get in her car and goes to the Senate. But yeah, we're back in the embassy. Yeah, she's on Mon her Mothma couch, is devastated. Like she's yeah. distraught. She's, she's watching Leda practice these traditional chants of, that sound terrifying and like sort of like very you know braided to like in the braid we find trust or what i don't know what it was it was just sounding kind of strange and i don't know sort of this um i guess a repressive sort of traditional i don't know values system that it just felt weird um i was like this chant is scary i get why she's afraid i get why mon mothman does not have braids i get why vel does not have braids because now i'm thinking like the braids are almost this symbol in their culture of sort of like being traditional and yeah but they you are got your, yeah yeah you're right it's like traditional values but it feels like it is it's religion they said she's uh, says it's like you found the elder found the elder yeah so this is a fast this is like some snoke ben solo stuff right here this is like leda found some sort of like elder chandrillan elder who has taught her in these ways and she's sort of i guess taking that character as her mentor yeah. and parental figure instead of her own parents is kind of like what I'm thinking at this point, which is or it's like, are they fellow Chandrillans and like all those girls? And it's just like, this is just what it's like to be conservative on Chandrilla or to be like rich and in like some sort of, well, the elder, elder is fantastic setup for a second season of like some elder rolling in and being terrifying and yeah. having some religious commentary finally in star Wars, which was built for religious commentary. That'd be great. Um, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Grant talks about this all the time on the podcast, but nonetheless, that could be fun. Yeah. Um, no, and Tony Gilroy is a great person to do you. it, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's perfect to do it. Perfect to do it. Uh, yeah. So then Vel is like just Vel. You can see Vel just absorbing the pain and shock and fear uh, from Mon. And she's sort of like, well, to like, uh, does Luthen know about this? Like, does Luthen know about the money problems and trusting Tay and and uh, right? Because they're you know, a house of cards, and, you know. Yeah, it's like if, if one goes if down, she they're falls. All... They're gonna learn about Luthen's operation. Luthen's always talking about shutting down every day. He's just like, yeah. we might have to shut down this operation. Like, <laughs> like we got Cassie and Andor out there. Mon has money problems, uh, and like Val is like shook as well in this scene, and so. Yeah, just great acting all around. I think 
um, Genevieve O'Reilly just crushes in these moments. Like it was just, yeah, you really just that was kind of resonating these really deep emotions in that scene. And like, uh, this is the first time I re- actually had like, I thought this was a good Leda scene. Like I actually, this was actually a a great yeah. Leda scene where it's like, oh, she's practicing. Like now I understand the character. The character is practicing these traditional values, and then and Mon is like, I, I this doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from Perrin. This is something yeah. outside our family that she's you know sort sort of grown attached to so it's yeah, fascinating you're right that that actress uh the the later actress did a fantastic job she didn't have a lot of lines but every time she shot a look at mon mothma it was daggers yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah, like lightsabers like it was lightsabers like, like, brutal yeah. yeah no yeah the energy yeah it was I, a fun uh, scene and Mon Mothma is like planning, like, do I ruin the rest of your life? And you'll probably thank <laughs> me. Mon Mothma's like, do we go to the Outer Rim? Do we? Yeah. <laughs> I will like, exile us. Yeah. Do you want to have a life of crime? Like, you're welcome. Have some. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we need to we need to cut to the chase right now. We need to hop across town. Oh, yeah? Jump in the speeder. We need to travel to the Karn residence right now. <laughs> Around midnight? Uh, yeah yeah the yeah, hour of the wolf yeah. yeah all the suns have set and uh cyril wakes up to, it's it's i guess it's not sergeant mosk anymore it's a i guess he's just mosk the i don't know maintenance Taylor. operator i don't know what he is at this point uh he's <laughs> working at it he'd mosk this yeah. melter <laughs> yeah mosk's furnace i don't know um yeah, he's that call was hilarious. I thought there was like I thought that call was incredibly comedic. I was like yeah. laughing outright <laughs> during that entire call. And I, I I think it was Cyril that was making me laugh because he was like he just became so serious and I just started I just started cracking up because I was like this is hilarious. Of course, it, it's only funny when someone's garbled or their audio is all chopped up. If the other person on the other line really needs the information and it's just like <laughs> dead set on this information being accurate. And to me, that moment was just funny, but also like intense, obviously. And Cyril's a kind of strange character. And I don't know, his sort of obsession with Andor is is strange and yeah and odd and i don't i'm interested in seeing where that goes it's crazy it's fun it's great storytelling i think he's a fun character because i think there are these you know strange actors around us and he's just great no yeah he he is like he he is perfect star wars comedic which is just like in any other setting it's so like ham-fisted and crazy and like he's so such an over-the-top character and uh, <laughs> yeah. but like he's dead serious the first yeah, time he's dead serious. And so you take him so serious, serious. <laughs> even though you're like, you guys are he steals from his you... mom's safe later in the night. He he, he I'm, honestly, we're going to call out. We did best line. He gets toughest look for just like, yeah, reaching into his Stealing mom's, from mom's and taking some credits. Those were credits, right? It wasn't like the yeah. keys for a starship, right? No, that was some credits. That was some she credits. Had save for a rainy day, and like yeah. that's what it's about. <laughs> that's why I think like they're not gonna meet a flattering end because these two guys are just like tryhards and like they're kind of idiots. Both like Cyril Karn and actually, uh, toughest look probably goes to the Imperial uh, uh, officer who is questioning Bix. That guy is the worst. Oh, those people are just yeah, the terrible, the absolute worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but those are torturers. That's a, there's a different form. Yeah, of that's too for easy. Them. You know, yeah. yeah. Tuffus look is more. Cyril's of like, just like pathetic. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, it's pathetic. It's sad. At least they're actually in the Empire. He's, like, part. going to Ferrix with, like, a raincoat and, like, a blaster. Like, <laughs> snub-nosed blaster. And it's just going to do some something terribly dumb. Maybe yeah. he doesn't even have a weapon, though. Yeah. But, you know, don't, he doesn't have a blood. He has, like, he has a, a bad tie and some yeah. <laughs> credits he stole from mom. Yeah, I think he's going to see someone and just report them to the Imperials, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Oh man. Um by the way, uh favorite name of the episode, I think he might have been named before, but one of those officers that drags Bix away, the uh post hair gentleman, the man that's involved. Is his name Noof? His name is Keysax. <laughs> like <laughs> keys and sax, but one word. Like, hey, what do you play in the you know that? Yeah, yeah. I play the keys, I play the sax. We play the keys, sax. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's key um, sacks. That's a thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I think they're just trolling names, which, uh, you know, offends me. Um, I feel like there's an Imperial officer named Noof uh, something, Opshalon or something. I don't know. Going to have to keep my eyes out for Noof. Yeah, that name, I I heard that in passing. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but um, it could be apocryphal. But um, yeah, I thought I heard that and that was, or saw that. And I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I think we're just going to bungle into it and get blown away and we'll be like, that's the sad tale of Cyril Karn. Yeah, yeah Cyril Karn's going to do something just in, incredibly tough for everyone, I think, in this like, He's going to insert himself in this situation, <laughs> which is high comedy. Uh, <laughs> that would be gonna, amazing. Like you said, if Cyril goes down, honestly, that's so sad. That's like the saddest story ever because that's where he first bungled in operation. And then if he... Yeah. If he goes down there, that's like the saddest story. That's the greatest tragedy of all time. It's someone who just returns to the scene of the crime and then dies again. That's yeah. so tragic. I can't even like I can't even Cyr tell Cyril's clever. He like can he <laughs> thinks about things. He has plans. He's he's rigorous. You know, he had a lot of he was able to find figure out who Cassian was. He kind of lucked into that, but he's not competent. You know, like he's not going to save the day by like taking down the hero. I mean, first of all, she's not going to take down the hero, but he's going to bungle into something. And I just, yeah. you know, because he's, he's, he's not competent. So I would prefer, but I would love a scene where it's like all the, the ISB and her like elite troopers around her. And he just like sort of joins the group from the back and like shouts yeah. in his two cents. That would, that would be great. And then he gets like decked by a like dark trooper or something. Yeah, this is like my most Our death trooper. My, yeah, I, this is the most highly anticipated story for me. I, I'm following every character arc to a T. I love no. everything that's happening. I just cannot wait to see how everything sort of collides. Yeah. I know it's this is a unique experience, man, where we get we have yeah, no idea what's going to happen. I mean, we know Cassian Andor is not going to die. That's the one thing that's not going to happen. Yeah. Other than Luthien, that, Luthen could and Mon Mothma could take the helm of the rebellion. Sort of like I mm. even from the shadows and meeting with Clea, that could be a whole thing, honestly. Yeah, because has. Yeah, no, because Mon's met Clea before. So she knows. The oh, yeah. Person out. Um, yeah. And Clea has a way a different sensibility with Mon than she does Vel. I feel like. Yeah. Actually, then again, Clea doesn't trust anyone. So. Yeah, but Mon but plays fast. by the rules anyways. And yeah. Clea likes that. Oh, I, I was a little. Um, vexed that Vel was not following the rules. It's like, are you stupid, rich girl? Come on. I do want Luthen to survive this finale, though. 
I would yes. like something going on with Luthen. I just he's such a compelling character. Yeah. I think we're just getting started almost. That engine just revved to life. And I know. Like more stone in that baton. Going. We just got like there's all this uh, setup with the like the baton gets taken over. Yeah. We're we're here. I mean, we're here in our in our, our coverage anyways, which is Sagro Milo, uh, which is that planet name is very difficult to pronounce. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, he has. They take away the wood sort of baton from him in the beginning. It's sort of like an extendable wood staff, some right? Like he it's kind of like a, a toy lightsaber in a lot of yeah, ways. But it's, it's like. A wooden handle, like a wooden hilt, but it looks very much like a lightsaber. And then, of course, we know it extends into a walking stick, which right. is not made of light. It's made of, I don't know, some polymer or something. Sure. But he's got a lot of toys. Luthen Rail's yeah. got a lot of toys. Yeah, who's to say that's not like, you know, some sort of like staff filled with gadgets of some kind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fire or maybe it turns into... I would love the flip where he's he's a uh, Jedi in hiding and like Leda's his Paddy Padawan. That would be like <sighs> such a great turn. And he's like, and I don't even, I don't need like, that. It's just, it's just if you, if if that's what the story is, there's nothing that's ha- that's transpired as of yet that yeah. could negate that. Like mm-hmm. almost everything is. He has Sky Kyber in the beginning. He's he's just incredibly intelligent and seems to and he talks about not being able to have inner peace but also giving up love which makes me think he's not a jedi so uh that is something well, to but consider. he you give up love when you become a jedi in a lot of ways you know i, I know it's like there's compassion but it's not love right love. it seems like he's given that up for this rebellion though pointedly yeah. in that speech so it's i think it's just I don't think he's a Jedi. I don't think it's just interesting that he's Clay is half his age, and we know masters, you know, and Padawans are oftentimes yeah. there's the Padawans far younger, and who's to say, you know, um, Clay wasn't ten and he wasn't, you know, ten, yeah, you know, ten years younger, and at that time, yeah, fifteen years younger, because he yeah. did say he was like it started fifteen years ago, which is exactly the start, but like the the start of the Empire and the fall of the Republic. Right. So, yeah, he I mean, everything And fits. who's to say there weren't like sort of uh, Jedi, you know, librarians and, and, and other Jedi running like reliquaries. Oh, yeah. But he could have, you know, that's maybe what he did before is yeah. he sort of, uh, I guess, was in charge of Jedi relics of some kind or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to dig into the theory too much because I, don't I do. It's true. I don't think it's true. <laughs> I just there's no way uh, it's just it's just they haven't done anything yet that if they didn't want to drop that you know, sort of truth that would, it's, I don't know. It's, it would make sense. I wouldn't be like, no way that's, there's no setup for that. I'd be like, well, he has a Jedi temple guard mask in the shop in this episode. It's like, what does that mean? I know Tony Gilroy doesn't care about, or doesn't is oblivious to what's in there, but who's to say story group people aren't like, Oh, let's put the, let's put a Jedi temple guard mask in here. Just as we get to maybe a moment where he was like, he talks about maybe knowing someone in the temple or knowing a, a guardian of the will or having Jedi roots of some kind, you know, like he's just, he just seems high intellect, like a Jedi Sentinel or someone, a Jedi, a knowledge keeper of the Jedi. Yeah, it could be, man. I mean, don't sell yourself short and don't sell Tony short either. I mean, he's not completely oblivious of what I know. Going. The sky Kyber was huge in the beginning and it's like, yeah. was that not early, early, early setup for something? And then the, the yeah. lightsabers on his ship, like as Adam's talking about, it's, I don't know. There's a lot going on there that's interesting to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I, I, you know, I didn't think about it at all until he mentioned it, and now you're right. Like, I just can't argue against. But that. he also could be just a worldly. Uh, I guess yeah. not worldly, but it's sort of a galaxy ranging sort of historian and sort of studied every yeah, like a Santeca or something. Yeah, like studied almost every culture's practices in the force and also their practices in warfare. You know, like he could have studied he's the Sun Tzu of the rebellion, right? Like that's yeah. who Luthan Rail is. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. Yeah, Luthan can be a lot. I, that's why I just worry they've they, you know, they've given kind of his backstory. We know what he stands for. He's making a decision to kill, like let 30 people die. Like all of those things say we're not going to see him in season two. To me. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I looked at it, your face when I said I want him to survive to season two. And I looked at you and I was like, wow, that was just a, like, you know, you, you were just there was no I, chance. You were already shaking your head. You're like, yeah. This, He's done. No. Cyril comes in there, blaster to the gut, oh, presses the nozzle not. to the gut. And I just... don't want to give Cyril that big a win. You know what I mean? To just like, and because that's such like an ignoble end for, uh, for. Luthen. But also, let's look at the beginning and think about spectacle. That needs to be cut down. No, by... no. Let's look at the beginning and think about spectacle for a second, because here's here's a beautiful sort of poetic loop here. In the beginning. It's widely known that Cyril botched that mission. Like it yeah. is a massive explosion. The guys die. It's the Luthan and Cassian get off, like get away scot free. I think, I think, uh, Cyril might weaponize the spectacle in in that he might take out Luthan in front of Dedra in front of the Imperials to be like, look at me, I am worthy of being an Imperial. Season two is about me being an Imperial. I can see him trying that, but. Also, Luthen Rail is a very competent fighter, not just in a starship, <laughs> yeah. but like also like in real life. He's I know that's why I'm saying it would be sad if just his first on foot thing after that sweet star star, you know, Hallcraft <laughs> maneuver is just yeah. like instant death. Like to me, I'm just like a cheap oh, shot. Like, from we Steel. just we yeah. just started seeing some incredible maneuvering with Luthen. And like we know he's a tactician, you know, behind the scenes. But at the same time, it's like I almost want to see his real time maneuvering his. Yeah. Ability as a fighter, as prowess, and you know, as a, as a pilot, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just we could we could carry on about Luthen forever, but we are at the saw scene now. We we're at Sagro Milo. I think we discussed everything about um, uh, the Carnes. I don't, I don't. Anything you want? Like Catherine Hunter just crushing again. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know she's always she's always killing it. I almost think she should get the Emmy. Like. <laughs> Cyril Karn's mom. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean Edie Karn, I think her name is. Yeah. Yeah, Edie Karn. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like great. if you play a moment, like it's amazing. Like if you play just a snippet of her performance any at any time, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. <laughs> Even her just like eavesdropping <laughs> the next like hallway over. And then she just like drops a line and then like she walks she's five in. feet, turns a corner and stops and listens to her yeah. son's awkward phone call. Just so she can like <laughs> drop like a like dunk on yeah, her just son so after dunk the call. On him in the morning while he eats cereal. <laughs> it, honestly, there's more drama happening in that household than around the oh. galaxy. It's amazing. I know. Uh, He's in his like tie fighter <laughs> days and she's like, what oh, is that tie? And oh, how do I get one? And how fast will I will someone attack me in the street? <laughs> That's yeah. Amazing. Uh. <laughs> hey, just real quick though, you know, going back to <laughs> Luthan Rail being a Jedi, how old would Rail Avaros be at this time? 
old Rail Avaros, who was uh, Count Dooku's other Padawan, uh, the Padawan before Qui Gon Jinn, who is like a, a living. Yeah, that's on funny you say that because uh, every time someone says Luthen Rail or like everyone talks about Luthen Rail, I'm like, do you know about Rail Avaros? Avaros? Because yeah. he's like. He's is a it like Jedi, Kenobi, he's a Jedi Obi-Wan Kenobi? non-believer, sort of like he's a Jedi who left the order and sort of, I guess, goes under the employ of some sort of like monarchy. On I don't think he left the order. He's just like he's just that was his job. He was a like a re, a king regent for like a young. Okay, okay, yeah, maybe he's yeah. just done that for so long that I just didn't yeah. associate him with the order anymore. He's um, just a weird Jedi. He also is sort of disaffected and disenfranchised and like smokes death sticks. And it's like he's yeah. your classic sort of like cynical skeptic on almost everything. And uh, just this old soul uh, wizened almost reminds you of like if Qui-Gon just was a little bit more rogue than he is. Like that's kind of what Rail Avaros represents. It's yeah, like way more though. Cause yeah, he's yeah, like, like way more rogue. He goes into like drinking and smoking. And, yeah, like, yeah. 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 That's why I mean, Luthen does have that smoky. That smoky he sure voice. does. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's about yeah. the right he's like, age. I quit death sticks a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't, Maybe. No, I don't know. No, yeah. He's way too old. He's way too uh, young. But like, him. I'll tell you one thing is I don't think Tony Gilroy read that book. I think Master and Apprentice, I think just just us. Yeah. We were the only ones. That's yeah. too bad because that was a great book. Who was uh was it E.K. Johnson? No, it was, no, was Claudia Gray. That was, was a Claudia mad, Gray? Was, that was a great book, bro. That's a sick book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the book's money. That's uh, that could be my number one, actually, which is weird. But I love book. that book. Well, Real Avaros was a standout character. You're like, what? A Destic smoking Jedi? Okay. Right. Because, huh. no, yeah, he'd be... Real Avaros has to be dead by then. Because he, if he was a little older than Qui-Gon Jinn, and then this is, like... What? 20 I do like her character. She's, I think Claudia Gray just creates really fantastic characters. Um, oh, yeah. I she creates her. great characters... She like writes for established characters well, but yeah, her story is amazing. I can't say enough good things about Claudia. They're all good, but Claudia is is going to be a fave for me. Yeah, like oh, Lionel Gaiasi or whatever, and Geo, like that. Oh, uh, that crew. Yeah, yeah, all, uh, so good. Yeah, all the stuff she's doing, and um, yeah, yeah in, in, um, yeah. So then we get this another saw scene, which is incredible. Uh, Forrest yeah. Whitaker just dialing it up to ten again. Perfect, uh, perfect, like tone. Uh, the paranoia, the start of the par. This is another. We could talk about this for 25, 30 minutes. The beginning of his sort of paranoia. Yeah. Uh, his fear of spies surrounding him. Uh, his distrust Lu- of Luthen, everyone. Yeah, Luthen carried Luthen him on this, that path. He was like, Luthen wanted him to get buried. This anxiety in the first place. Right, because he was like, you see this anxiety. That's what we're going to cause if we save, if, if for them, if we save. Um, What's his name? Kiros? Kiros? What's his name? Um, uh, oh, oh An- Anto Krieger? Krieger, sorry. Yeah. Krieger. He's yeah. like, if we save Krieger as paranoid as you are now, that's how paranoid the eye is. Yeah, that's fascinating you say that because it's so interesting to see where Saw's at in Rogue One where he's just this paranoid wreck. He's yeah. got Borgullet in the next room sort of used to pry information from people. And... Um, uh, or I guess brainwash, mind wipe them and leave them sort of, you know, um, yeah. out sort of brain, full brain function. And uh, yeah, you've got that going on. And so like, it just makes me think that like, he sacrificed his sanity for this rebellion. 
Yeah, we can see him go through some stuff because he's he's got it. He's got it together in these episodes that we've seen. You know, he's still whole as a human being, but he's you know, he he's who you'd expect him to be. And I was like really worried that like this version of Saw would be like Forrest Whitaker kind of doing an imitation of like Saw Gerrera from the last. But like, no, like Forrest Whitaker is Saw Gerrera. Like he's just captured that character so perfectly Every line he delivers, I like. I buy a hundred percent, and uh, I, I love song. Yeah, I love it because I love how much younger he appears in this show, yeah. and uh, he's actually like coherent, and you can like he's just. I don't, it's it's so interesting. I I wonder if we're gonna see how he gets damaged, how he gets his the lung damage, and he has to use the respirator. I'm wondering what happened there, what what sort of incident caused that, because I feel like they could explore that in the show, and that's makes perfect sense honestly yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if gin is something that we see gin at the end of the show possibly you know yeah uh, a younger gin obviously um yeah i could i could see that or we could get you know um we could get uh felicity jones back and do mm. something but um that could be great uh but uh yeah i just the saw stuff is some of my favorite you know moments in the show luthan uh, his panoramic of Luthen and Luthen implicating two tubes was such a fun moment where he's like, it's two tubes. And I was just like, oh, like, yeah. really? Were you really going to call out two tubes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Benthic is like beside himself. That was great. Just like, oh, can you imagine messing with that guy? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So then, uh, but I think, that, I think finally we get the coup de grace with Luthen, which is the, 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 the whole, the arrestor class patrol ship. Yeah, stopping him above orbit, you know, in orbit. Um, it, it's inter- interesting because it's like, it's I guess just outside the atmosphere of the planet. Like, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's so. So cool. we get a war in the stars, which is oh yeah, it's so Star. cool. Yeah, this moment is, oh, this is this is some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. Honestly, yeah, we, we saw that ship in Rogue One too. That Arrestor class, yeah, uh, uh, ship uh, cruiser. We did. Um, we did, and this time we got to see it in action. What a great scene. Yeah. Um, and it also obviously, you know, echoes a uh, new hope, okay. you know, like iconic first. The way it enters frame. We're, I think we're above it, though. It's a, it's like a different yeah. angle on sort of a behemoth ship sort of entering frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is nice because. you There's two ways to do those things. It's either pops out of hyperspace and it's like, whoa, looming dread, this massive thing. Or you do like the slow creep. And I really respect the slow creep in this episode of just how massive the ship was and really creating that like fun scale again with yeah. the small, you know, hull craft and the giant cruiser. It was oh, I loved that. Yeah, that was really fun. I was not expecting that scene. And when it happened, I was <laughs> so giddy. You know, everything's yeah. just like character development, character development, more conversations. And then all of a sudden you're like a war in the stars. He handled it perfectly, too. This is like this is how yeah. one should handle uh, a patrol stop by the Empire if you are to be stopped because, oh, he calls in. He gets like a fake license from Alderaan that yeah. checks out and then that, that just buys him time. I think he knows he just has to create time in that moment. Yeah. He's like, I need to just make time time happen. And so I can, he had a plan. He had that like all planned. It was nuts. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. Well, I think the countermeasures had to load or something. The like, flechette cannons. Like, yeah. 
it took it took a while for him to do but he like he was able he had a button that like faked the like burnout of one of yeah his that was yeah that was great and they did scan and they're like oh yeah it is his like a port port yeah thruster or whatever yeah, yeah. that's cool i don't know i mean now that i think about that scene i'm like maybe he is a jedi because like he was fearless <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like this is i've only seen maneuvers like this from the one type of person in the galaxy and that's a jedi <laughs> and maybe harrison doula had some like some moves like this too she was pretty pretty good in a pinch in a fight right no but, no uh, doubt there's you're right but, yeah. there. yeah there's incredible but, powers also it was it was ai assisted you know we have to yeah. think Luthen's droid is built into his ship, and that droid is incredibly savvy at like just hacking the holonet and getting access codes like across the galaxy. Like that droid is on top of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then yeah, obviously, so cool when the cannons go off, destroys the uh, the dish, and sort of as the dish explodes, you see the tractor. It was just so like uh, I don't know. It was just like. Uh, it was pure cinema in that moment where yeah. you see the array break and then you see the tractor beam, you know, uh, screen. Uh, uh, you see the tractor yeah. beam deplete. Ugh, just like, uh, it's so good. And then it's so good. And it really <laughs> so felt like like watching the like the dish disintegrate. Like it felt so yeah. <laughs> it felt so like Lucasfilm, like 1970s. Yeah, it did. It, it felt vintage Star Wars. It's just yeah. in all the best ways. Um, it was just a big dumb dish, too. Which is I yeah. really respect, like really massive, yeah. dumb you know, dish, seemingly yeah. massive pieces of technology that maybe don't need to be that large. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that stuff. Um, yeah, so that's that was incredible. Uh, yeah, and then I don't know. I guess we get to then he hits the thrusters and we get the tie squad, the tie wing, just go after them. Uh, I go after him. Uh, yeah. There's like a bomber amongst the TIE fighters. Which was yeah, fun. that was the first fun to see go. them have a varied sort of more diverse squadron. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what the bomber thought it was going to do. But yeah. <laughs> the thing got wiped out immediately. And then but just to hear the like roar of TIE fighters again and like yeah. you can see him getting shot out like the green but, ion bursts like or, uh, you know, laser the auto cannon was the auto cannon also like AI OP? assist. Yeah, like, I don't the think auto cannon was OP. Yeah, <laughs> the auto cannon was annihilating times. yeah I it was... took out it took out the for that tie bomber and then it just yeah. like randomly like 360 no scoped a like tie fighter <laughs> yeah. yes yeah <laughs> yeah and that's just before we get the the lightsabers the uh yeah ship sabers yeah i mean he does like a flyby of the control tower which is like okay, yeah i was hoping okay, the control tower would rattle uh to sort yeah. of continue the last jedi sort of flavor that i love yeah. which is ships rattling bridges uh but nonetheless such a cool maneuver like such a flex to fly in front yeah. of the bridge like yeah so that's what you do right after yeah. you pull something like that you're just like, like this yeah. upsets you doesn't it uh luthan was so like, calm he was just like okay i'm out of it and now i'm in attack mode he's like i've he's like i've got you're stuck in here with me sort of thing yeah you know? and uh yeah that was incredible it was also like of course he's prepared for a traffic stop of course <laughs> of course like, yes. what like yes that's that ship was modified for these sort of th moments you know which is interesting to me. Uh, I wonder if that admiral will then report that, and then it will go to uh, you know the ISB, and they'll be like, "Oh, another hull, a hullcraft did something crazy over here too." Yeah. And describing what that hullcraft did, Luthen will have to get a new ship. 
Yeah, I don't under, I mean, like that's why Luthen can't survive season one. We figured it out. Well, I think he's got to go. I know the ship's made, so I think he's got it. I think made. he's blown. He has yeah, to go into that's hiding. Pretty. That's because come on, you don't just pull maneuvers like that, and then like yeah. that doesn't get reported, and they're like, oh yeah, another Hallcraft landed yeah, every whole craft in the galaxy is going to be like stopped and frisked you know they're they're gonna they're gonna pull that over ship, that model yeah yeah there's he can't just go back to coruscant that thing i think he's done things hot um yeah we'll see uh yeah so, i don't know maybe there's a million of them that, that moment i was just revving my fist i was like levitating that moment was incredible um totally a jedi maneuver yeah, again, like no, we I don't want to sell this too much. I mean, he used lightsabers. Are we gonna split hairs? <laughs> I mean, wielded lights wielded lightsabers from his his wings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um no, that was cool. But uh yeah, I think we need to need to get back to Nyamos. I think that's where this episode ends. Okay. And that's we gotta close this show. We gotta bring the show to a close, just like the episode did. And um what a what an incredible way, another like sunset golden hour. Yeah, beautiful skyline, a horizon on Niamos, the beachfront. Yeah, uh, Melshi just being like, we need to tell the galaxy about what's going on in these prisons. Like, it is not okay. We need yeah. to spread the word. Um, That's going to be really important. Cassian would give him some credits in that moment, but just gives him a blaster. I was like, how about some credits? Like, he might need some credits. I I thought he had given him some credits already because okay. they're both wearing new clothes. So I figured he was like, you That's know. That's true. Yeah. But like maybe the blaster was that shirt was money too. Melshi's shirt was oh yeah on point. (laughs) Yeah, he's wearing like yeah like slip-ons and like some you know hemp pants. (laughs) He was ready for the beach. It wasn't like oh I'm gonna get some gear to go tour the galaxy. He's like no I'm gonna yeah Melshi's like I've got to go tell people. Walks straight into a cantina. (laughs) (laughs) He walks straight to the nearest club. I was like okay. And I'm going to start telling people here, right (laughs) in this bar. And then I'm going to tell people down at the beach. And then I'm going to tell people surfing. I'm still telling people. Yeah, I'm going to tell people at the luau tonight. I'm going to tell people (laughs) at three in the morning next to the bonfire. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, after I sleep in three days. And then obviously Cassian takes the worst phone call of his life. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, or I guess calls someone and gets the worst news. Uh, right. Oh, Zan. That's a guy's name. Yeah, Zan. Orange hat guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's like, Cass. He's like, no name. He's, He's like, like, yeah. Fuck Cass. And he uses his name four more times. And yeah. it's like, bro. They, they definitely intercepted that, was that right? Yeah. And not that it matters. Yeah, that They're might be toughest look, honestly. Zan or Cyril. I don't know. It's come on, Zan. Keep the it's cover. Cyril's such the a cover. dude. No, Cyril's an easy, easy get for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think quite possibly one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen, which is that 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 skyline, that the yeah. sun setting. Uh, I guess the sun's shining through the clouds, Cassian's face, that emotion, just that frame. Uh incredible work. Uh what a brilliant show. I know. I started thinking about binary sunset at that mm-hmm. moment where it's like But almost like tortured uh, yeah. uh golden hour. I don't know tortured sunset it was yeah it's like the this the lights trying to peek through the clouds right mm-hmm. yeah clouded yeah for sure yeah clouded exactly yeah. right um, but there's a lot of metaphor there um yeah. but a hero moment for our guy he, he's ready i think i think he, we're he's gonna ready. see um rebel, rebel cassian in the next episode 
Um, did you want to do a roundup or have we have we done the thing? We can just we can just do it right now, real quick. A little quick um, roundup. Let's round yeah, up. just a quick roundup. Quick roundup. Uh, Let's go. Uh, so best dialogue we covered. Uh, Otini shot best shot of the episode. Do you have a favorite shot? Oof. I mean, just kept talking about that final shot. Yeah, that's incredible. That's beautiful. Um, but like, there's got to be another one. What What's yours? You say yours. I'll buy you some time. Um. I think I like the Imperial Admiral on the Arrestor class cruiser, the sort of reflection of the exploding ties and the uh, the destroyed array. I think that's my favorite shot. So like the end of that scene, because I was going to bring yeah, the, the end of up. that scene and the sort of the yeah, the reflection of sort of the the, the blown up ties. I, and the Yeah. Ray. Yeah. Because you could see the like explode, the like destroy yeah, the dish, it's so it was, cool like, in a reflection. And I've never reflection. seen sort of like that in a reflection shot. Like that was a new yeah. shot for that sort of a yeah. moment. And yeah, usually they're looking like heroically over the stars exactly. or something. Usually they're looking like just off camera, just on eyeline, or and it's just sort of uh, they're shouting orders, you know, or looking. You assume they're looking out of the bridge, you know. And if we see yeah. them looking out of the bridge, it's usually over shoulder, and, and so it was nice to see. At see the glass in front of him, his expression, yeah, all the sort of devastation, uh, destruction that was oh, just a gorgeous shot, honestly. yeah. I, I mean, think they, they did that kind of shot in Rebels a lot because you could do it in with animation, but it's like right. really hard to do, oh, yeah, very look cool. practical, you know, yeah. And but they pulled it off, and it was, yeah, that, that was a shot that oh, stayed, stayed with me too. That's the Utini shot for me, for sure. Hey, man, nice, good uh, call. Best new character, new characters in this episode. Other than key sacks, I mean Dewey and Freedy, uh, the the Narkinians. Dewey's a real one, man. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's the truth. Um, also, I think that I think his prosthetic was used in Rogue One, like the same sort of um, design that his. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I think he's an animal in the background with Saw. So maybe he joins Saw in this show. I don't know. That'd be cool. Uh, that'd be cool. Do we have a meme for this episode? Is there one expression, gesticulation, facial sort of gesture, anything, anything like? I mean, uh, it's like it's also meme. the the best quote which we talked about too. But like, yeah. I don't have lately. I have always. I just feel like could make yeah, it as I guess. I just think B two. I'm glad you're here. Is like oh, I just could use that. It's just heartwarming. Like that's yeah. just a nice thing to send someone. Um. I can also see just like, you know, weary Bix being like, this is how I feel about your lecture. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah. The yeah, greatest I, Star Wars meme of all time is more. Yeah, more is so good. It's so good. I think The Last Jedi has a lot of my favorite memes. Um, yeah. Just the sliding and the, the more and the, there's a lot going on in that. that yeah. It's great. Um, we did toughest look. Trying to think here. I think we covered most of them, honestly. I don't what 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 haven't we covered at this point? Any uh let me think here. Any um no, the music's taking a backseat lately. It's fantastic. The music, yeah. Good. Favorite score, any favorite themes here or anything? I didn't none of the themes grabbed me in this one because mm -hmm. I think again we're sort of in between. There was like a little bit of a triumph moment. Um, some music at the end there. Do you have a, you have a backdoor pilot for this episode? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, 
Brasso and oh B. yeah, I think we done. Yeah, Brasso and B would like. I actually would watch that show of like those. Yeah, I think I would too. You know, I think the Melshi show could be huge. Honestly, they're parting ways. Where's Melshi going? Like, I'm I'm going. To the club. I'm going to the club with Melshi. Like that's. Yeah, I love that Cassian leaves and Melshi just stays on Nyamos and just parties down. Yeah. Like, that is the show for me. My headcanon is that <laughs> Melshi spends two weeks on Nyamos before he goes anywhere. <laughs> I mean, also, I think Backdoor Pilot, honestly, Luthen prequel show at this point, written by Tony Gilroy, sort of shepherded by Tony Gilroy, something that... Oh, as Luthen's he's early a, days. a young master yeah. of Jedi Temple? No, I, yeah, I don't mean, obviously. I, hope, I, I actually wouldn't... I not for him being a Jedi, but it would be fun to go back and just see where his headspace is at. Yeah. When the Empire is taking over, you know what that means, why he wants to fight for this rebellion. You know, I know we're starting late in the game in media res, but it's fun to go back and see what the yeah. sort of inspiration was. He's such a good character, such a fun character. Yeah. Just the, the, the character I want to know more. He's endlessly fascinating. It's the uh, actor still in scars. Yeah. It was crushing. Dude. It's unfair. It's unfair how good he is. Um, I think that's it. I don't know what else. What else can we cover here? I mean, we covered most things. We did best dialogue. We did. Uh, we did best shot. We did. We did most of them. I think. All right. We'll consider it rounded up. I think it's rounded. We'll rounded up. It's everything is rounded. Um, that was super fun. This episode was amazing. I'm sure we'll stop recording and then grant i know it's like two more hours i don't and it's it's interesting i do want to say like i do want to preface that i don't normally just laud and sort of like uh uh, praise all that's all that you know star lucasville makes like i i kind of i this show is just really just i think a masterpiece and i just i don't say that word lightly like that is it's not yeah. a word I throw around. You you highlight pieces that you like of, of other shows. You're like, oh, that's great. And then you're like, oh, that's an interesting choice. I might have changed something. But you're right. I know this is like a grand show. This is show. weirdly this like is... no notes, absolute masterpiece. Would love to watch more. Everything that this creative team is doing, I would love to watch more of them doing that exact thing. Yeah. I know, man. It's going to be so long. <laughs> I know. We got to wait. At least they're shooting it. Like they, I think they must. I think they're shooting it now. They're shooting it right now. Like they just started. Yes. So that's good. Um, Yeah, I would love to. I don't. I'm interested to see what um, Lindelof does. um, If he's, if that is indeed a real movie happening, I I think he's a brilliant writer as well. And so, yeah, I think there's great creatives working on Star Wars. Uh, Obviously, um, there aren't any movies being shot. Lindelof's not doing any shooting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, Leslie Headland, I think, uh, doing the, uh, the acolyte. Yeah. That's cheating. Uh, that's I am pumped for that show. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. I can't wait for, yeah. Mando three also is going to be fantastic. Um, I mean, any show. Yeah. Right, and Ahsoka, I think wrapped. There's so much Star Wars in the pipeline. I mean, I'm a little trepidatious about Ahsoka, honestly. We got to cover a lot of books and comics before these things start hitting us, anyway. So yeah. I'm happy to have this free time after Andor. Just, uh, but yeah, yeah. Ahsoka's wrapped. I be- not wrapped. I think just uh, Sabine, the actress playing Sabine, wrapped out. So oh, okay. So who's who's to say where they are in production there? But um. Man, I can't wait to see live action Sabine. That's going to be great. Yeah, I'm again. We I should have, do a Rebels rewatch too if we have enough time. 
we should uh, we should get that going. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets the dark saber again, and she is the uh, uh, rightful, you know, man. She's the rightful, yeah, owner of yeah, the yeah. saber. That would be funny if it worked out that way. That'd be cool. No, um, we will see. We will see how that goes. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. I'm a little trepidation. Um, Ahsoka. Final final bits of news. I believe um, sure. Mando and Grogu make their debut at Galaxy's Edge tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Are they going to be permanent fixtures? Or I they think just, they're they are it... permanent fixtures. Um, I think we also got the uh, the release of the three new books for the um, the Essential Legends collection, and that is uh, Yoda by Sean Stewart, uh, Dark Ooh. Rendezvous. Uh, Hard Contact, book one of the Republic Commando series by uh, Karen Travis. Karen Travis. And no also Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void by Tim Levin. So, yeah. So is, have... this just, is that just Lucasfilm saying, like, we're not going to redo these? This is actually, is that like essentially canonizing this, these those stories? I, I, I just think they're just essential legends you know like essential okay. sort of stories that that, that yeah that they, they are fascinating and compelling and worth reprinting i but so also an, these are a funny authors karen travis has written i think those republic commando books are some of my favorite books ever yeah. written no, they're, they're, they're only releasing like cult favorites but karen travis hasn't got her due yet yeah uh, until like now like this is yeah that that People adore that series. Yeah, it's a great series. Um, I read it very young right, too. Right. So yeah. So yeah, I'm glad she's getting. I mean, is it just an honorific? Like that? Yeah, I think it's an honorific. Honestly, and a money grab a little yeah. bit too. Yeah, it's these are great stories. They brought us joy. Let's reprint. Um, and yeah, here let's highlight this author. It's great. They're great. You know, so it's it's fun. I'm glad News they're at out the end. there. News at the end. Thank you, Grant, for that. Appreciate it. Um. Yeah, thanks for uh, staying with us on this journey, talking about uh, my favorite show in the world right now. Um, best show, yeah, best show I've seen on streaming in this yeah. year. Uh, for real. Um, we'll talk to you next week, talking about the finale, and uh, Adam will actually be here in person, hopefully, if he gets released from wherever he is. Um, and that'll be super. We miss you, buddy. Um, all right, so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. May the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>